Blog Talk Radio. Fifty-one X spot flanker cross. Red left slot. Fifty-one X spot flanker cross. Someone right. Fifty-eight. Blue. Fifty-eight. All right, here we go. They're gonna jump right here. You know they're gonna jump. Everybody, hold your water. Green right slot. Ninety-eight handoff side on three. Ready? Balls. 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 Hey baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. I'm the quarterback. Don't stop, homie. I go to jail if I get sacked. So block for me. Eight ball in my corner pocket. It's on and popping. Got the whole club leaning with it. All right, well, another episode of Picking Up the Bush is on our way because it is that time. 7 o'clock on Wednesday, I was expecting my boy KB to lead off there, but hey, KB will get with us when he gets with us, man. Mad Money, you behind the glass there with me tonight, or is it just me rolling solo? No, I, I can hear you loud and clear. Nah, I'm here. I put my microphone on mute right for the opening monologue. What a great way to start the show. You know, I was all fired hey, up about this, and I already screwed it up. Somebody. Started off with a bang, buddy. Why don't you go ahead and drop that monologue for us? Yeah, you know I always got a crazy monologue. So the first thing I want to get into this week would happen to be well before before we even get into the before we get into the breakdown of some of the previous week's games and preview the next week's games. You gotta you gotta really love somebody that's confident. And Mad Money Mike, our producer behind the glass, is about to show you a confident mofo right here, right now. And I want to know if Eddie Fane, and I'm sure the listeners are wanting to hear if Kyle Beck is believing the words coming out of this dude's mouth. I ain't got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We're going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to win that bitch. We're going to win that bitch. Duval! I ain't got too much to say. But y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We're going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to win that bitch. We're going to win that bitch. Duval! Duval! Hey, you got to love that enthusiasm from that guy. I mean, I don't know if I'm a believer yet. But, you know, you can't get an audio clip better than that for a radio show. I mean, that is radio gold right there. Where was Jay- he giving speech at? He Back in the Jacksonville Stadium. There was a bunch of people waiting for him back there. And uh, you got to respect the confidence, and he played really well. And this is what ties into my opening monologue. We all remember that Le'Veon Bell complained about his contract extension or not extension, but he he was franchised last year, and he threatened to retire if he was franchised this year. So he complains about all that, and and look at what's happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. And let me let me backtrack just a little bit, Ethan, because I know you're itching to get at this, but let me cover all my bases here. He complains about his contract. Steelers go down seven nothing in that game. And then when they finally get the ball after a commanding Jacksonville drive, 
Todd Haley calls three pass plays to start off the game. Two of them with no running back in the backfield. Not No Le'Veon Bell. He's not in the backfield. The third one, Le'Veon Bell's in the backfield, but he gets split out wide. I think there's no coincidence there that with that contract dispute, Todd Haley was trying to prove that he could win in the passing game and he doesn't need Le'Veon Bell and trying to silence that. And it all makes sense because Todd Haley is not coming back to the Pittsburgh Steelers next year as the offensive coordinator. Ben Roethlisberger, we all know why he wanted to retire now because he doesn't like Todd Haley. He doesn't like how he dictates the game or anything that's going on there. And we all know that somebody has to be accountable for that loss. And it looks like Todd Haley's going to take that hit because he's not welcome back next year. But they have other problems, Eddie. There was no QB sneaks on on fourth and short and third and short in that game when you got a quarterback in his career who was 8 of 19 on QB sneaks. Mike Tomlin saying, you know, he doesn't have anything against the, the QB sneak, but why hasn't he been running it for the last seven years? not part of his game plan and and Ben Roethlisberger made it clear it's not something that he can check to and if he can't check to that and if they got a running blade called on fourth and one and he can't check to a QB stick that's why he checks to a ridiculous crossing pattern I think that the Steelers are the better team they should be playing the New England Patriots this week and the Pittsburgh coaching staff and their lack of being buttoned up is why we're all going to be wondering if Jacksonville can hold their own in this game. To be honest with you, man, the Todd Haley situation, Todd Haley's always been – he's always butted heads with players. He, 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 he was known for that when he was the head coach at Kansas City back in 2009, 2011. Like, you know, Todd Haley – some of those play calls, like you said, man, just – Inexcusable. The, the Le'Veon Bell pitch to the right, like the right sweep that was run in the beginning on that fourth and not even one. It was fourth and inches. I mean, yeah, when you got this big old motorcycle Ben, big Ben Roethlisberger, and you can't get that inch. It's just a terrible play call. But you know what? Well, dude? well hold on, Eddie. You put it. You put it best on on Sunday when it happened that you're not going to trust the motorcycle surviving rapist to get you a half yard? Like, come on. That's what you got to do. Well, yeah, I guess uh, I wasn't going to put it in so many words on air. But, hey, let's open it up, man. It's picking up the blitz, baby. Two six seven five two one zero one five three. But, listen, here's the thing, though, Beck. I think that both you, I, Mad Money, the rest of the audience all kind of expected that it was – it was almost a foregone conclusion that it was going to be Pittsburgh and New England. And Le'Veon Bell made it a foregone conclusion that it was going to be Pittsburgh and New England, and that came back to bite him in the ass. Le'Veon Bell's really just starting to – I mean, he's really – he's so talented. But, man, he's pissing me off. He's got to be pissing off a lot of people in that organization with his whining and his smoking weed and his missing games throughout the years. And he's so talented that it, it, it covers all that up, man. But don't go tweeting about, about these Jackson, these Jaguars. And then look at what that does. That fires this team up. And, and listening to that sound bite, I mean, I don't know how many people were in the stands because it doesn't seem like the Jacksonville fan base is as uh, excited or as confident as Jalen Ramsey is. But that Jacksonville team, man, if Blake Bortles, I, I know we're gonna we're gonna preview this upcoming game, man. But I'm just I'm glad to see 
I really am glad to see that this is a young team that's going against the old team. And it's a, a defense that can stop Tom Brady. And I, I'm more happy that we're seeing this matchup come Sunday as opposed to another, once again, uh, Patriots-Steelers AFC Championship game. I'm happy for a, a change of pace. How how much do you buy into my theory that Bell complains about his contract and then the Steelers open, specifically Todd Haley, opens the game with three pass plays with no Le'Veon Bell in the backfield for any of them even? And that and those two things coinciding together. I mean, you buying my theory on that? I mean, your theory is your theory, and it could be the case. Hey, Todd Haley, you're out the door, buddy, and maybe Beyond Bell needs to get the ball. Again, the thing, though, that kind of shocks me is that we kind of all forget that Ben Roethlisberger put up, like, what, five touchdowns and 480-something yards, like 472 yards. And they were game. all ridiculous plays. Like, I mean. And, and, but, but what I'm saying is that, like, so Jacksonville, you know, they let up some yards, but in the end, it was so their defense is what their defense is. But, dude, let's just call it what it was, bro. Leonard Fournette's a freaking workhorse. And if Blake Bortles doesn't turn the ball over, just, hey, Blake, don't make the big mistake, dude. And just figure out, first of all, figure out, which he did a lot better this week as opposed to the week prior of how to dump off a five-yard screen or a five-yard tight end out. Like, if you can't do that as a quarterback in the NFL, man, then you're in serious trouble. But, hey, you got Leonard Fournette. You got T.J. Yeldon. I don't know if Chris Ivory's coming back. They said he was a healthy scratch last week. I mean, you've got no receiver. You want to tell well, me that well Yeldon looked great. Well, who's that? T.J. Yeldon looked great along with he Fournette, was, he, who he looked unstoppable. He made a lot of big plays, man. So, but Jacksonville's going to have to rely on the same formula coming up this Sunday if if they want to go into Foxborough and, 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 and beat these guys. But the thing is, man, the more I think about it, and we'll get to predictions later on the show, as we always do, man, the more I think about it, though, I like the swag. I like I like the I like the swag of this Jacksonville Jaguars defense, and I like the youth. And if Brady starts throwing picks, Brady will throw a fit. And the coordinator is all going on separate ways to separate head coaching jobs. Uh, Belichick's riff with the craft, whether it be true or not, uh, riff with Brady. The whole try love triangle that's splitting up. This could be, and it's just weird, just too weird to think that it could be the Jacksonville Jaguars and Blake Bortles and either Case Keenum and the Minnesota Vikings, who I think will win that game. I think it is Minnesota is going to be going to the Super Bowl. Uh, it, it, or uh, whoever, whoever, Nick Foles. It's just, it's a crazy, crazy year. If Tom Brady, if we got to, dude, how pissed off is the NFL going to be if you have a Nick Foles, uh, Blake Bortles Super Bowl? In a, in a quarterback-driven league, in a quarterback-driven league. And here's another thing to throw in there on the speculation of the upcoming AFC Championship game is that Ben Roethlisberger had to throw like five dimes in the back of the end zone. And we know that Brady's not capable of throwing that accurate a deep ball like Big Ben can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know uh, Tom Brady's a six-yard pass, slant kind of guy. He used Amendola a lot in that Tennessee game. Um, he can go down there because of the big boy. The big boy can go up there and get it. 
when he splits the scene down the middle. And then the, the big boy might be a, a, a freaking a little bit of a problem for Jacksonville. I don't know how I, – I don't think that there really is a way to game plan for Gronk, to be honest with you. Even if you double him, he's just so much bigger. He's so much stronger. The only thing you can do is hurt him and, you know, take out his legs, bust out his knees. That's, that's the only thing you're going to do because he's, he's going he's gonna to catch it. So if they double him, it's going to – and, and – it's going to open up other opportunities. And if we know that there's one guy that's going to look at tape and figure out exactly where Jacksonville is weak on defense, which they aren't in many places. Well, their uh, secondary is the strongest. Eddie, their secondary is their strongest point in that defense. And that's why I couldn't believe that they opened up with three passes. And that's why I believe it was Todd Haley trying to show his worth and that he didn't need Le'Veon back, Le'Veon in the backfield and proving his worth, so he might be able to keep his job. we got a caller on the line. We're going to go to the caller before we go to the Minneapolis Miracle and our NBA Locked and Loaded Picks of the week here every week on Picking with the Blitz with KB and E-Fane. Caller, what's going on? Where are you bringing this Blitz from? And what's your name, and what's this Blitz about? It's not this Brandon from Columbus. Uh, I don't have a Blitz for you tonight, but just a couple of comments. Uh First, I think that Todd Haley uh, was let go today. Uh, I, yeah, I believe not, that's true. They haven't done the paperwork yet, but they said he's not coming back. Okay. The second thing I wanted to uh, say was that uh, bringing things down to a much more mundane level, you're, y'all are talking championship football, I'm talking rebuild. Uh, the best site for New York Giant News Online Uh, is the New Jersey Star-Ledger. The newspaper has a New York Giants site. And listeners can get at that site real easy. Just type in nygiants.nj, and you go right to it. It's a real, real good site. And I'm especially interested in, this is the third thing I have, on the uh, site this week, they have a, uh, talking about the Giants' coaching uh, search uh, and whether or not that's that's ended or not, they had a uh, a history of all of the coaches in the long, long, long history of the New York Giants, uh, illustrated with statistics, uh, good stories. Uh, I've never seen anything like it before. Uh, coaches that bad we've kind of heard of, but don't not really familiar with, and then men that we've never heard of in a million years, from the beginning right down to the present time. It's it's a, it's a real interesting thing. Anybody uh, interested in the uh, Giants uh, really ought to take a look at that. Well, it sounds like they tortured some intern to get that done. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> all right, what else you got for us? That's it. That's all I had tonight, y'all. Uh, what are your thoughts on Pat Shermer before you go? Looking like he's the head candidate now that Matt Patricia is going to the Lions. You called in last week wanting Matt Patricia, and looks like it might not be happening. Well, I I think I am glad. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea. Experience shows here it's not a good idea to – well, I, I was thinking about uh, the Patriots' offensive coach. I, I didn't have any opinion one way or another about uh, Patricia. I, I, I like uh, I like Shermer. Uh, he looks he looks real capable. He's, he's he's real he's real dedicated. I think I think it's a good I think it's a good hire. What do he's helped think? the he's helped the Vikings get further than they uh, should have gone. That's clear, and he knows how to use uh, uh, receivers 
in the right way. That's been clear by the way Minnesota's played. It doesn't matter who's behind uh, mm-hmm. the center taking the snaps. He's gotten production out of the quarterback the, and Diggs and Adam Thielen. They're looking really good. Giants could kind of run a similar offense. I got no problem with the hire if they go that way. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think everybody in in New York and the way that media is is looking for a for a, a big bang head coach. You know, somebody that you know jumps off the page, and that that's probably not what they necessarily need there in New York. They need they mm-hmm. need somebody. He's an older dude. I think he's like fifty two. And that's uh, exactly right. And and uh, no 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 complaints on that decision uh, from Giants fans should really be taken seriously. So we appreciate the call. You got anything else for us? I'm all set. I'm going to listen to the rest of the show off the air. Talk to you soon. All right, all right. Thank you, Cole. Hey, this is Brandon. All got right, him. All right, Eddie. Hey, before we get to the Minnesota miracle or Minneapolis miracle. Which one are we calling it? Is it the Minnesota miracle or the Minneapolis it's the miracle? Minneapolis. It's the Minneapolis miracle. Okay, the radio guy got it, even though it's the Minnesota Vikings. But before we get it, before we before we get into that, we got some NBA games that are going to be starting soon, and I know our listeners are looking for some picks. So let's go ahead and lock in our locked and loaded picks of the week like we do every week here on Picking Up the Blitz, brought to you by Wild Dog Hot Sauce. That's your cue, man. Money hit that music up. Five and one last week, by the way, guys. I like it. I like it. We're always making people money. Always making people money. That's what we do. We're making people money, whether whether it's bragging rights or you betting the real deal dollars, because that's what we do. Let's kick this thing off right. We're throwing it right back down to Eddie Fan's territory. And, you know, I always side with this pick on the Miami Heat, so I'm very interested to see where I'm going to lay my money Tonight, I got Miami plus four and a half at Milwaukee. Uh, they just beat them a couple days ago. Uh, Chicago ended up beating Miami on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, stop a streaking Heat team. I think the streak was at six. You know, Miami can match up with this team. I'm uh, If you give me the four, I think it's going to be a close game. I think Miami loses it. But if you give me the four, we're good to go. Go Miami plus four. Where I'm at. You got, you got the four and the half point. So that's go. even more cool. Eddie was ready to take it on the four points, so you're getting that point five added to it. I like it. Let's keep rolling. Lakers, Lonzo's back, plus ten and oh. a half at OKC. Ooh. They've been four and one since Lonzo's back, Eddie. Yeah, great. That's phenomenal. Uh, how much? How much are they giving at OKC? Ten and a half. Go Lakers. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm rolling with, too. Rolling with, two. Miami plus four and a half. Lakers plus ten and a half. Next up, we got Golden State Warriors minus nine at the Chicago Bulls. Warriors. Yeah, I think they can cover that easily with Chicago. What do you think about that Lori Markinen guy? I have no idea who he is. Explain. Hey. He's uh he's just killing it, man. He's a rookie and he's beat uh everybody in league history fastest to a hundred three pointers. Who does he play for? The Bulls? Yeah. Is he is he a big foreign dude, a big foreign white guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, he he single handedly screwed us in the fourth quarter uh the other day, man, so I hate him very much, if that's what you like to hear. Does it change your pick at all? 
No, not if everybody's healthy. If Steph Curry a scratch, or is he a go? Uh, I don't know for sure. I don't want to give out any false information on the air, but I will we'll tell get you back this. I'll look it up now. Yeah, yeah, but either way, I'm taking Golden State. I don't need any information, but the audience definitely does. And this week, unlike usual weeks, we have two Thursday night specials. We got two Thursday night specials. And let's start in Mad Money Land with Orlando plus 10.5 at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mad Money Mike, can Orlando keep it within 10.5 at Cleveland? Mad Money! Um, that's gonna that's gonna be a tight one. Uh, probably not. I don't know. It'll be rough. You sound like you sound like you're in a kitchen. Were you doing dishes? What are you doing, oh, man? Are you cooking dinner? <laughs> no, no, no kitchens here. <laughs> okay, what's the pick? <laughs> uh, Cleveland's probably gonna take that one out. They're, they're, kid, they're gonna right kill them. Double dishes. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say Orlando's probably not gonna be able to pick that one up. Uh see, I got I got Orlando. Cleveland's in turmoil right now, and I don't think they turn it around against Orlando. Orlando's been playing with some tenacity. Aaron DeFlado just got into that fight with that guy. The only way I know how to pronounce his name is Beat Jellica. Um but uh that all went down. I like Orlando's fire and I like Cleveland's uh very dimly lit mentality right now. I'm going Orlando in this one. What you got, Ethan? Alright, well first of all let's just go ahead and see that Steph Curry will not be playing. Oh mm. no, never mind. No, 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 that was from four days ago. Steph Curry is playing tonight. Boom. Alright. So, right. the and then we also Cleveland cannot lose this many games in a row. They are looking awful. It's a normal January for Cleveland uh for the Cavaliers. Uh I go with I roll with Cleveland tonight. Alright, even though the music's dying out, we got another Thursday night special and that's the Philadelphia Feds at the Boston Celtics. I'm taking the Boston Celtics minus six. They beat them in London. They came back from 22 points. Back in America, they should be able to beat them by more than six. Games in Boston? In Boston. I'll roll with you on this one, KB. All right, all right. Let's hop into a commercial break. We got a bunch for you on the other side. We got to talk about the Minneapolis Miracle. We got some NBA news. The Clippers getting attacked by the Rockets. We got Paul Pierce versus Isaiah Thomas on the tribute night. Uh, And we got our NFC Championship locked and loaded picks, game balls. You don't want to miss it. Get back with us on the other side. I'll pick it up the blitz. KB from Pick'em to the Blitz with KB and E-Fane. E-Fane and I pick up a lot of our NBA material from PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your newsfeed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. 
Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings, too. And no need to drink and drive to get there. Our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Roz from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi, Wild Dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold Wild Dog Picks of the Week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. Hey, you're kicking it inside. Pick up the Blitz with Kyle Beck, Eddie Fain, our producer, Matt Money Mike, behind the glass. There's no better place to be, especially if you like winning money. That's what we do. That's what we know. That's all we care about here. We got a bunch to get into, and we got to break down some of these NFC and AFC championship games. You're not going to get our picks yet. You got to wait just a little bit longer, but before we get to some of this NBA news, we got to... Talk about what's going down here with these picks. What you got for us, Matt Money? Matt Money's got fun facts. Um, well, I just think it's uh, it's going to be a good game with this Jacksonville-New England Patriots game. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, last time they played together for a conference championship was back in 97 when Tom Coughlin was the coach. The, uh, it was 20-6 to Patriots. So you think this is going to have an impact on Saxonville? And Tom Coughlin's legacy against Bill Belichick. Tell me more. Um, you know, he's at the helm now with um, the uh, vice president. So we're going to see, you know, I don't know. But here's the deal, oh. man. But before you jump on what you want to jump on here, Beck, uh, which I have a feeling you're going to tie Tom Coughlin into the success, which he, he has to be he has to be given some credit, but you also look at what Jacksonville's done over the last few years. They've drafted really, really well. They've had a ton of Yeah, but they weren't tightened on, up. On five and, picks. and I wasn't going to go there. Picks. This was a question for you guys, so so carry on. But I, I, I wasn't going to go there. I was just going to ask you Coughlin's impact on Saxonville and the legacy he has against playing Bill Belichick, Eddie. Carry there's on. Clearly, there's clearly going to be an impact when you have a figure like Tom Coughlin come back to your organization and just him being in the building. Um, he's a winner. He's a proven winner. He's a proven winner against these guys, uh, Belichick and Brady in particular. And and to have that, that, sort, of, that sort of confidence, that guy in here, man, it, it's making this game where you would have thought if, if four weeks ago I had told you that this was going to be the AFC 
championship game, you would have laughed and said, wow, then just write the Patriots into the Super Bowl. On Monday, I feel like a lot of people were still thinking, nah, Jacksonville, I, Blake World, especially after that terrible Buffalo game two weeks ago. This Monday, people are saying, nah, nah. As it draws closer and you really start to break it down, and you really listen to sound bites like Jalen Ramsey that Mad Money so kindly played for you. I mean, it's it's really we're gonna have to talk spreads. We're gonna have to. It's really starting to look like I got a little bit more faith than I than I would have originally ever had. I really do. And Tom Coughlin, it plays a role definitely. There's no way. There's no. There's no two ifs ands or buts about it, man. Wherever he goes, man, things tighten up and get back down to the basics and everything gets a little simplified. And ever since he made that change like he did with the Giants, be more player-friendly and get acclimated with his team, he's a more likable guy. And what ends up happening is people like like playing for him and they buy into the system. It's simple as that. Simple as that, Eddie. Hey, we got some uh, NBA news to get into. I, I, Eddie, I think that we could call this more NBA drama. I think it's just so dramatic. I mean, these stories are, like, almost worse yeah, than when, when like, you got Shaquille O'Neal wrestling Charles Barkley in the, in the deal, even though they do have a great award-winning show. Anyway, anyway. Isaiah Thomas versus Paul Pierce tribute night. Isaiah had his chance to get the tribute, but LeBron wouldn't let him play because he was holding him back from the controversy because Isaiah Thomas had played the previous night, but then he didn't want to play on the back-to-back in Boston. That was supposed to be his tribute night. Isaiah didn't want his tribute when he wasn't playing, and the only other option to do it was when they were doing the tribute for Paul Pierce. So, Paul Pierce and got Paul mad. Paul Pierce shut that down, correct? Yeah, he shut it down. He said, what did Isaiah Thomas really do? You know, he, he – and he even said – he even told Danny Ainge, you know, he's dictating everything to you. He punked you out. This is this is nothing to do with the Celtics. And and anybody that gets mad, about, mad at Paul Pierce about this, you got to remember – just like Isaiah Thomas, Paul Pierce was traded too. So I think it's – and he was there for a lot longer. So I think it's no question Paul Pierce gets his solo tribute night. Right, Eddie? Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. It, it, it just seems like such crappy little weak girly storyline that I don't care Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why but, we but, have to change. While we're talking about it, while we're going to talk about it, yeah, Paul Pierce won him a championship. Paul Pierce was the face of the organization. Paul Pierce had clutch after clutch. I mean, Isaiah Thomas was there for two years, one of which he did a nice playoff run with him uh, after the death of his sister. But other than that, I mean, goodbye. So this he, he contributed – he just just like Evan Turner for the Boston Celtics, they 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 had to let him go too, and and the Celtics wouldn't be where they are right now if Isaiah Thomas wouldn't have elevated his level of play, just like just like Evan Turner did. But you got to say goodbye, and they're not they, these two. They're not champions like Paul Pierce was, and they weren't there for all the turmoil that Paul Pierce dealt with 
when he had to play point guard, shooting guard, forward, all the positions. So this is a no-brainer to me, and it's very, very on the drama side of things. And let's get back to another story that makes Paul Pierce look bad. Just just do whatever you're doing. The Boston fans. It doesn't make anybody look bad. It doesn't make anybody look bad. All right, some more, another dramatic dramatic NBA storyline here that we have to deal with. Is it what? Is it really dramatic, or is it just a bunch of dudes? These dudes weren't going to fight each other, but go ahead, give the audience a preface of what you're about to talk about. Yeah, yeah, so you already keyed in. You already keyed in. You're clearly reading the notes on the outline these days. I like that. Harden, Trevor Ariza, and Chris Paul tried to attack the Clips locker room post-game after they lost. Uh, and let's just call it what it is from inside sources. I really wish that there was a – I can't believe no one got a phone video of this or no one in the press. I can't believe the technology is that not one video surfaced with it. But from every word that came out of the locker room, no one was going to do a damn thing. It was your typical NBA fight nowadays because NBA players have become the softest of the soft. I do, on one hand, like the fact that they're not all buddy-buddy and that Blake Griffin really is hated by a lot of people. Like People just hate Blake Griffin because he is like an obnoxious guy on the court. He's like well, a when have you ever dude in commercials, but he's obnoxious. When have you ever the- met a ginger that you liked? I've TV Dan for about two months. No, but you didn't even really like him. You were just we just uh patronized yeah, him so that we could get him was, we could just, just get him to do the stupid stuff that would get him in trouble and we got entertainment out of it. We didn't really he like was, him. Funny in that dress. Yeah, well that's true. He did wear that grandma dress that one time. See what I was never wearing a dress, so I I, I said <laughs> no to the hell of Like, dude, this goes back to points that we've made a hundred times. Like the old school NBA that that brawl's happening, man. If you can get into the locker room, like thinking about the Knicks, uh, some of those old Knicks players with the Charles Oakleys and the freaking uh, what was the other dude's name? He passed away just recently. He was probably the blackest man I've ever seen on the basketball court. He was a very dark man. Anthony Mason. Uh, Anthony Mason was a thug, dude. He would, this dude like he would knock somebody out, bro. So I look at these tough guys from back in the day compared to just, like, Chris Paul, what are you going to do, slap somebody in the nuts again? Like, you're not – Chris Paul and James Harden, you're pretty soft too, dude. Like, you get fouled more than anybody. And, oh, 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 he touched my – like, these guys are all pretty, pretty weak. And Trevor Ariza, you're no thug by any means. I've listened to interviews. You're well-spoken. You're well-educated. You're not a fighter, bro. So, wow, and you're going to go after a little crippled little Austin Rivers and Blake the Ginger Griffin? Like, bro, I'm sorry if some of the things I just said came off as offensive, but I think that they were freaking 100% accurate. Well, speaking of being offensive, and, man, money, if you get the Twitter account rolling, we need to put a poll on there because it was was a work discussion today, um, and we could get a Twitter poll going. Is is Russell Wilson more white or is he more black? I know it was kind of off subject, but he, to me, he kind of acts like more like a white guy, you know. Yeah, he is. I would say 
yeah, I don't know, man. That's a good. Yeah, do throw that up there on the poll though, because that's an interesting result, man. I want to see where that comes out at. But uh, anyways, yeah. So in terms of that fight though, and then it was pretty funny. They're talking about this secret tunnel and this, like whole ordeal, and like that's just where you're at with January NBA. Like, <laughs> get us around the corner. Well, they got go Chris sit. Paul there, who's been there for years, and so he's he like wants to. I mean, he, Chris Paul's a little. He doesn't even want to fight. He just wants to show, like, hey, man, I know about this secret tunnel. Let's go over there. It's so ludicrous to really think about that. Like, Chris Paul knows, like, like this little locker that has this cut through and all all these four guys crawling through this tunnel that's going to lead them through the AC vent and into the other locker room. Like, it's just out of control, man. But again, like I said, January basketball, of course, some stupid stuff. Do you like think this, that they? Uh, do you think on the way there, like sneaking through, they were listening to the Mission Impossible theme song? <laughs> I didn't. I could only imagine. Chris Paul, you're such a little. You really think you're something else, and you are pretty talented, man. But I know your personality is just a little dirty, a little cheap. But if they're Mission Impossible it through through a secret tunnel that Chris Paul dug out with DeAndre Jordan, oh, it's just a funny thing. And now DeAndre Jordan wants out because he no longer likes Blake Griffin, and he wants him to go play with Houston. But also, Chris Paul hates DeAndre Jordan. It's just like, but DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Jordan can't make a decision for himself. He 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 was hanging out with Mark Cuban, signed with Mark Cuban, then he goes back and talks to Doc Rivers. They signed him back there. It's like, dude. DeAndre Jordan's one of these dudes. Like, I feel like you, if whatever you tell DeAndre Jordan to do, he'll do it. You just got to be the last person to speak for him before he makes a decision. I don't think that DeAndre Jordan is that valuable of a piece. No, not anymore. Not in today's NBA. You don't need a rim protector like that. You need somebody that can stretch the floor, shoot, and especially make their free throws. DeAndre Jordan, three to four years ago, I would have said he was a must-have. Now I think that DeAndre Jordan is is uh, is somebody that's going to be a detrimental uh, addition to any team if he leaves the Clippers. You don't need no. DeAndre Jordan. He can't make yeah, he can't ball. make a free throw and he can't stretch the floor and he's yeah. not fast. He's not athletic. Well, he is athletic enough. Because of his size. But, no, but anyway, not. listen, listen. Before size we move is on, not athleticism, Eddie. Oh, well, he can do some pretty athletic dunks when it was Lob City, so there was a lot of athleticism there. Those days do. are done. Okay. Well, yeah, and that get that it through your head. But because of age and because of the lack of Chris Paul being able to. No, not because of age. Just because of that's not the way the NBA's played in the last three years. Look at how. Golden State's designed their team. Look at how the Celtics have designed their team. Look at how the Cavaliers have designed their team. Give me another contender that has a big, useless retard like DeAndre Jordan. Hassan Whiteside and the Miami Heat are going to make a run here into the playoffs. But he's not like DeAndre Jordan. He's more confident individual. He has a better shot, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, that's, that's what you need. More confident because Hassan Whiteside is the most mentally weak, fragile little boy that in a grown ass man's body that you'll ever see. Like he yeah, pouts he, more than he thinks. And, and, and the reason, play, if, oh, if Eric stop for a second, if Eric Spolster yells at him once, he's done for the game. He will. He, his lack of effort is incredible. 
incredible. Oh, that's white side. White he will side. literally stop playing if he gets yelled at and pout on the bench. It's, it's ridiculous. But listen, here's the other thing. One thing I want to ask you now. Okay, so we're talking about DeAndre Jordan and the possibilities of a trade rumor before the deadline. So now Cleveland, uh, which is – this is a question I have for you, I have for Mad Money, I have for the audience as well. Two six seven five two one zero one five three. Call in with any of your opinions, thoughts. We'll get you right on the air. Cleveland now has that pick from Boston in the Kyrie trade. So they have that Brooklyn Nets pick. Now they can take that, and that can get them somebody pretty noteworthy and DeAndre Jordan was talked about. If you're Cleveland and you have this pick sitting here, knowing that your boy LeBron will not commit, and he's, of course, would love for you to use the pick, he's definitely going to go and be like, well, what can we trade? What can we do for the deadline, before the deadline? Who can we get out of here? Who can we get in here using that pick? Do you just still go with LeBron, even though there's a, like a, I'm going to say a 75% chance he's not in Cleveland next year, and he just wants to, you, you lose the pick, you lose the future, you lose your guy, you have an old team, you're going to go back into complete downward, I'm talking 15 wins a season once he's gone. Do you go and use that pick just to satisfy LeBron, even though yes. you have no commitment, that, and it gives you a better chance of winning a championship this year, don't get me wrong. How do you get more commitment from LeBron James that you're scared of leaving a Leaving you this season, after this season, you use that pick to bolster your roster. But what if he leaves anyway? Well, you still are the and Cleveland Cavaliers. Don't win the championship. LeBron does his hug. Like like last year when they lost, he didn't even You have care. to take your chances, Eddie, and use that pick to try and bring somebody in. You, you well, have to. You Yet, then that's the question I'm asking you because DeAndre Jordan is not going to be that factor. I don't have the answer to that question, but given the opportunity to bring in uh, another good player for that pick, I'm not exactly sure about how much cap room they have. If they've had to send somebody walking, but yeah, if you have an opportunity to win this season, you do what you have to do to bolster your roster to try and take down Golden State this year. It's what you have to do if you're if you're uh, Cleveland, because Cleveland is Cleveland. Is that enough for you, dog? I disagree with you. Uh, I really do. I, so I you're going to rebuild. Roster. You're going to rebuild around LeBron not being there. You're going to look to the long term future, which the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers and the Boston Celtics can tell you takes a long time. And then now talk to the Lakers, who it's even taking longer for. You're going to go that route. Yeah, no thanks. Don't well, like it. Well, we got to hit another I, commercial break. We still have the Minneapolis Miracle to talk to on the other side. We got some NFL news. Got a lot of head coaching changes. Leonard Fournette was involved in a car crash. And I know you're waiting to hear Eddie and I's picks for the NFC and AFC championship game this weekend. Got to break that down in Game Balls of the Week. That's on the other side of the break here on Picking Up the Blitz with Kyle Beck, Eddie Payne, and Mad Money Mike. You know we are baller status. We're going to keep rocking. Love the show. Hope you do too. This is KB from Picking Up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane. E-Fane and I pick up a lot of our NBA material from PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. 
If you're tired of scrolling through your news feed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings too. And no need to drink and drive to get there, our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Raj from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi wild dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold wild dog picks of the week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. Hey, what's up, all of our listeners in Minneapolis, Minnesota? You know you're riding with the real G, my boy Adam Thielen, and a couple more real Gs, Case Keenum. Well, Case Keenum's questionable, but Stephon Diggs is definitely a real G. Eddie Fane, what's going on with this man? Hit us up. Let's talk about it, buddy. I've been dying of an itch, and I've been chomping at the bit to talk about this one, man. This was the craziest. I, I think you both could agree. I think all of our listeners could agree. This is one of the greatest playoff games that, Maybe not games, but definitely endings you've ever seen. You've never seen a walk-off touchdown like that. I mean, the, the angles that you look at here, Drew Brees doing what Drew Brees does in the second half after being down 17 nothing, uh, coming back and just being Drew Brees that we've always known, and it looks like this thing's locked up. The fact that the game came in at four and a half points, New Orleans plus four and a half, that's where I bet it at, and then it jumped up to five and a half that extra point, but the main thing that you got to talk about, it must be said, it has to be discussed. Ace Keenum, man, I think he's the real deal, and that throw to Stephon Diggs, you can call out the cornerback, the safety, the the rookie, the kid, as much as you want for whiffing on a tackle, man. That was destiny, bro. We watched something there that seemed... There's no, there's no person that if they stuck through watching that whole game wasn't in shock into the next day. It was that crazy of a play, and as you watch it happen, you just go, no, wait, huh, what? How the what? No, wait, what's the spread? Oh, wait, but do they got to kick the extra point? What's the Case Keenum? Case Keenum, dude. If there's anybody more deserving of. And Stephon Diggs, what a hell of a play to make to realize that when everybody's screaming at you, get out of bounds, when you know the play call is designed to get you out of bounds immediately, looking your head up, 
making that play and saying, oh, my God, that's green grass to the end zone. I'm winning this freaking game. And Case Keenum, the composure that he has shown all season would not only with Sam Bradford down or Teddy Bridgewater there, and he's just kind of the third guy, and if they got to use him, they got to use him. And then Teddy Bridgewater comes back healthy. Sam Bradford is now his backup. I mean, with that kind of pressure biting down your neck, like right there on your back, riding it day in and day out in the meeting rooms. I mean, they they got their high draft pick, Teddy Bridgewater, healthy to go. They got this freaking a moron in Sam Bradford, the most fragile less-looking quarterback, the least-looking quarterback I've ever seen play the game. I mean, this kid looks like he's shattered. He's shattered to pieces every time he gets touched. But Case Keenum, man, I'm so happy for that, dude. Even though I lost my bet, even though I should have waited until game time to put it in, I I just – the excitement, like, it was it was Brett Favre-esque. You know, when he takes his helmet off and he's just running around because he, he's so excited, you don't even know who to hug. He doesn't even know where to go. He, he, he couldn't comprehend what just happened, man. And for a Minnesota fan base that's been, you know, really just mediocre team after mediocre team. I mean, you had Adrian Peterson. You had that year with Brett Favre. And you got kind of close. But you have a chance to do something on Sunday and then to go play the Super Bowl in your home stadium. It's a, it's a, it's a really crazy thing, man. And I think that you guys can all agree. I, I want to hear your reactions towards what happened there at the end of that game. But, I mean, shock, disbelief. And then all in the end, you know, after I suffered my loss, my bet, I had, I had already had the money sent over to me. And then, yeah, of course, I had to send it back double. It was a very, very, very frustrating Sunday betting-wise. But beyond that, Case Keenum, you deserve it. Stephon Diggs, you are a hell of a player. Adam Thielen, you are a hell of a player. Think about when they get that kid, Dalvin Cook, back. This Minnesota team, man, I, I want to keep on discounting. I want to keep on counting Case yeah. The money was already sent to you. The money was sent to me because the game was over, or it was essentially over. You know, there's two seconds, you know, ten seconds That's left. It. That's it. That's it. If somebody thought the game was over, you keep that cash. You you asked uh, up. Oh, that's that's such a KB dirty ass move, dude. That, <laughs> that, that's if such they a concluded, KB if the person that you were betting against concluded that it was over. They sent you the money. The money's in your Venmo or bank account. That's game over. You're an idiot. Well, Mad Money, if you would put that on the Twitter poll, because I think that you come off as a very big asshole on that one, KP. If you did that, dude, if you – oh, oh, man. I no, 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 Eddie. Eddie, I, listen, I, listen, dude, listen, listen. No, 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 listen. Listen, if you – say you lost a bet. You were in Vegas. You you bet on the flip side of what you did, and then you walked out without collecting. Do you think Vegas is going to call you and get you paid? No, not in a million years. How well, wins on that? And your memory, do throw that on a Twitter poll, please, because he's yeah, out of his mind. Well, let's again. let's, let's definitely hear what the listeners want. What's that? Let's definitely listen to what the um, – or let's see what the listeners um, say about it. I think that's a good idea. I, I, yeah, dude, no, if, if you left Vegas, if you left Vegas thinking that you won the bet or lost the bet, you think Vegas is going to come find you and pay you back? Eddie, you're an idiot. Beck, 
It's called betting with your buddies, man. Like you're not, we're not betting the Vegas hotel, bro. I'm not, I'm not betting the MGM Grand. I'm betting a buddy twenty five bucks on a Sunday to keep things more interesting. It's not a goddamn. It's not. It's not a two million dollar bet that I I just went up against with Vegas. And I, I say, hey Vegas, hey Vegas, can you guys hook me up with my money back? No, I'm talking about. Be specific on this poll, please, Mad Money. But because uh, we're getting off track here very fast, because. Beck, I can't believe it. This question needs to be: Beck, if Beck sent, if you sent money before the game was over, and then the game came out to a miraculous finish, is Beck a scumbag for not sending you your money back, even though you won the bet? That's that's the poll. But anyways, let me hear what your thoughts are, uh, both of you guys, on on your feelings, where you were. Uh, did you keep watching the whole thing? Did you for sure think it was over? I, I for sure. For sure, I was. I, I wasn't for sure that they weren't going to make a field goal and you know get in field goal range, but I was for sure that, that four and a half was covered. There was no way at, at, at any play call, any defensive coordinator says, "Listen, just don't." <laughs> you are such the one thing. You are such a you are such a pushover, fame. You are such a pushover. If they thought the game was over, they paid you up and you. Double down and send it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad money. Mad money. Bat me up on this. Mad money, what do you think about that? Mad money, what do you think? You bet with, I, Mad money, if I bet you and then I sent you over $25 and then uh, on a last two seconds, you wouldn't send me back not only the 25 that I sent you but the 25 that I had really won. Yeah, I mean, I would send it back too. Um, I mean, it's not being a pushover; it's just ensuring beats the trash. Bad guy. Yeah, I know, and I revel in it, man. But dude, if somebody paid you, they thought the game was over. It's their fault for conceding the bet. That's like the football team quitting. All right, we'll see. We'll see what the poll reviews are here, but we're running out of time. What was your thoughts, though, after you saw this ha- happen here, man? And then we got to get some fixes. I, I actually turned the game off. I thought the game was over, and then I had a buddy call me, and he goes, did you see that? And I go, yeah, I watched the whole game. And he was like, well, you definitely didn't watch the whole game. This is the guy that turned the game off. Oh, dude, you, I mean, you frustrate me on so many levels. It's, it's sickening. But, yeah, Stephon Diggs high points the ball. I don't know what Marcus Williams was doing. That's nuts. That's just crazy. But, dude, I can't I can't believe that. <laughs> You're saying that is pathetic, dude. You got paid. They paid you. That's like art. for friends. All right, looks like we got to get into our picks for this weekend, Eddie. Let's hit these like, everyone's up. Everyone's gonna agree with me on that. You're no, there was no like like two percent of America of, over a friend base, a friendly bet is going to agree with you, and they're like the worst people in the world. They are. No, I am. Dennis Rodman, like those are the guys that be like, oh, that's my twenty-five dollars. Yeah, you paid me. You thought you lost. That's my money now. It's your fault for prematurely paying. Nobody likes anybody doing anything prematurely, especially women. We got to get into these picks here. There's only two games this weekend. It should be very simple. We should be able to wrap this up very quickly. I'm sure we won't, but hopefully all the dudes here at the show are wrapping it up. You don't want to go the other way, man. You don't want to burn into Magic Johnson. 
Well, he survived it. Magic made it. Jacksonville plus eight and a half versus New England. That's where I'm going. I think Coughlin, he might not win this game, but he'll keep it close and building his legacy against Belichick. Who you got in that game, Eddie? I have a feeling the spread's going to flush away a little bit before uh, kickoff. However, I do have the Patriots still beating Jacksonville handsomely, at least by about 12, 13 points. Nah, you're wrong. Just like when you paid that bet back like an idiot. Matt Money, what's your bet? Yeah, who you got, Matt Money? Uh, I'm I'm probably just going (laughs) to stick with the Patriots. (laughs) Eddie paid the money back. That's just insane. All right. Philadelphia plus three versus Minnesota. I really, really like Minnesota in this game. But Philadelphia is getting the three points. Plus the three points and home advantage for Philadelphia, which technically on a neutral field would mean Vegas is calling this game a six-point win by Minnesota. I don't see it as being that high. I don't, and, and it's at Philadelphia. So uh, I screwed that up a little bit. All right. Yeah, you so did. They're, they're pick, they're, they pretty much on a neutral field has it, have it as a pick em game. Then you got to throw Philadelphia the three points for the home field advantage. I don't think it's. I think it's pretty close. Not three points close. I'm going Philadelphia. And all right, I, well, we got you're going Philadelphia. That's it. There you go. More eight, hey, but but Eddie, let me throw this at you before you take your pick. More serious health concern: Fournette's ankle or Tom Brady's hand. Neither. They're both. They both won't matter because they take a shot before and they go into it. And those are All right, and you know what time it is. Minnesota wins the game. Minnesota wins the game. Minnesota wins the game. I also got Milky White calling in from or texting in from Vegas saying the point spread will most likely drop down to two and a half. Philadelphia plus two and a half. Minnesota will cover. Minnesota will win. Minnesota going to the Super Bowl. Oh, Milky White, is that your boy is that your boy Is that your boy texting in to giveaways? Is that your boy texting in to giveaways for free money? And now, Game Ball is given out by your boy E Bane and Kyle Beck, brought to you by Gold Chains of Champagne Entertainment. Hell yeah! Hey, Eddie, saying you know it's that time of the week. You know what we do right here. This is time for the Game Balls of the Week, brought to you by the Near Food Mart here on Picking Up the Blitz. Eddie Faye, what's that Game Ball of the Week? Got to go Case Keenum, man. That's my boy, Case Keenum or Stefan Diggs. Flip a coin. Either one of those guys playing until the very last second win of the game and taking your team to an NFC championship. Good job, guys. I heard that. I wish I didn't hear that because I got a way better one. My my game ball of the week is going to Jalen Ramsey. And he's going to tell you, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to tell you what's going on and why he deserves that game ball of the week. Because he's got a hell of a prediction. Probably better than ours here on the show. Hit that shit up, Mad Money. I don't got one this week, y'all. No, I mean, hit that audio <laughs> one more time. Producer. <laughs> oh. I ain't got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. 
We going to the Super Bowl and we going to win that bitch. We going to win that bitch. Duval! <laughs> too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here yeah, this week and the week after. We going to the Super Bowl and we going to win that bitch. We going to win that bitch. Duval! <laughs> hey, that's Ticket of the Blitz with Kyle Beck, Eddie Fane, our man, Mad Money Mike, hold it down behind the glass. We ain't got time for late hits tonight, so we're going to have to holler at you next week. Make sure you find us on our Facebook page, Pick It Up The Blitz. Find us on iTunes, Pick It Up The Blitz. Find us here on Blog Talk Radio. That's how we roll. We're bringing you the information live and on time, ready and rock and rolling to make you some money. That's how we close the deal. Y'all got any closing statements here on Pick It Up The Blitz with KBE Fame, Mad Money Mike. No, I'm all good. Can't wait to see these games. All right, all right, all right. Later. <laughs>